You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Remember, always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody. It is Wednesday night, May 31st, 2023. Man, May is already over. We are coming up on six months into 2023, and I literally feel like we just put away our Christmas decorations. It's going by way too fast. This is the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network, to be found on thechairshot.com and anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. I am the man with the award-winning and holy beard... DJ, going to go around the room here and introduce this cast of characters, starting with from the Rob the Genius podcast, the Minister of Truth, the Father of Facts and Figures, the Deacon of Data, the official shoot bear of the Mindless Wrestling podcast, a man with a lead foot and the golden shovel, Mr. Rob. What's up, Bob? Hey, good to be back. Uh, glad to have you, as always. Uh, you know, we caught up on how our week is going uh, off air in the, in the pre-show. Uh, going to keep moving here. From Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barbershop window, Jason, with us, mourning the loss of the Celtics, but with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it played out in the most painful way humanly possible, Um, but in the end, that's why no team has ever come back from, you know, 3-0. It's very hard. And, you know, I just, if you look at everything they've done, particularly the, the Tato, T- Jason, uh, Jason and Jalen, Jalen, I wanted to say the J's there and it didn't come out because no one else w- uh, would know who I'm talking about. Their two best players, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, are going to turn, I believe, 27 and 26. They're just entering what will be their prime. And Jimmy Butler on the other side of the court is 33 on his, like, third team on his second final strip. And everyone's talking about him like he's, you know, the next, he's like three steps below Michael Jordan. So in totality, when you can remove the painfulness of the, you know, the 3-0 loss, well, and then losing in 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 uh, seven games, well, you look at that, well, you won three straight. So you did something there. So all in all, you do look at the positives, and the the needle is always pointing up with this team. So, you know, sucks, but we move on. All right. Well, I'm just glad you survived it. I was a little worried about you, like I told you in the pre-show, when uh, I woke up and saw that the, the Celtics had, had indeed <laughs> lost the final game. My, my first thought was Jason. I was like, did he did he stick the fork in the socket, or, you know, did he did – he, Come to his senses and come back down and, and and remain among the living. You did. I'm glad to see that. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you. All right. We have got a busy, busy, busy show tonight. My God, wrestling fans got absolutely fed over the weekend. Uh, we had WWE from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, Night of Champions. We had NXT Battleground. 
Uh, Impact had a show Friday night, and the Root Beer show had one Sunday night. Uh, so if you're a fan of that, we're not going to talk about it. I'm not sorry. Uh, but we are going to talk about some of the other stuff. Uh, going to start off here. Rob, you watched the Impact show, correct? Yes. Okay, we don't have to go too deep in the woods on that. The biggest thing I'm, I'm interested in, how was uh, the artist formerly known as Naomi? Uh, she was good. She wrestled uh, Giselle Shaw. <clears throat> this was um, So this was her, I guess, pay-per-view debut. She had a match on TV like a week or so ago. And it was a good match. It went maybe somewhere around 10 minutes. It was a good debut for her. She didn't look... She didn't look rusty or anything. And of course she got the win. And yeah. it was it was a very good start for her there. And I think, you know, they have a couple more shows coming up. Uh, and so far, it's been so far so good there as far as her being there. Uh, she's definitely adding something to the show. And you know she's up, she jumped in with both feet in the division, so it's it's going to be good to see her working there. And and it looks like in a few months, at some point this year, she's going to have a date with uh, one Diana Perazzo. Um, for you know that'll be over the uh, you know to be for the knockouts title because uh, Diana beat Jordan Grace, and that was a really good match. And Jordan's contract is up, so who knows what's going to happen there. Yeah, I saw some speculation on that over the weekend that her contract was up. Some people were thinking she was absolutely not going to WWE in any capacity. Some people thought she might head over to Japan. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where she lands, see what she yeah, does. Because her husband, uh, Jonathan Gresham, he is with who? Oh, he's he actually he's with he is with Impact. Yes, he is. Yeah. So uh, who knows? I mean, just her contract is up. We don't know. You know. So she may very well resign. They may yeah, work she, a deal with her. She may resign. Um, she, yeah, she may go work to Japan. Um, honestly, no, I think, look, if if she wants to come to WWE, I think Hunter would sign her in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, it's just, so I think it's really just a matter of, you know, what kind of schedule does she want to work? Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's, right. Exactly. If, because, you know, if she's interested, if, she, if she's up for working in the WWE schedule, then I'm sure, like I said, Hunter will, will sign her really quick. Um, but if not, she's got options. So, um, yeah, well, and I think some of what it'll come down to is whether or not she'd be taking it because I would imagine they'll start her off an impact at least for a short or not impact uh, NXT for a short run just to, you know, get her feet wet, test the water, see if this is for her. I got to imagine she'd be taking a pay cut going to NXT, though. Um, look, I, it's tricky because think, right? Well, I don't because. OK, from all I've heard about what impact pays is that, you know, you, you can you know, you can, or you can, you can take care of yourself if you work mm -hmm. there. Um, you're not going to, from all I've heard, you're not going to get rich working for impact, but, but you can open up for indie dates with them. Can't you? You're not yeah, exclusive yeah, to yeah. them, aren't you? Oh, right. Yeah. You can work, you can work other dates. You can go other places. So if you want to work now, they, they might have some, you know, option to tell you no on some things, but yeah, depending on where it is, but you you can work other places because there are people who do work other places. Um, and so, I mean, obviously, I mean, there is a, there is a big difference between working there and working WWE main roster in terms of money. Yes, but you're not. It's not like working the mud shows if you're working there as far as money. Right. So, yeah, yeah I think it really just depends on what type of. It depends on whether or not she you know schedule. If she yeah. wants, if she's up for working a WWE schedule, then 
Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw her there. But if she does not want to do that kind of schedule, then, you know, then she'll probably, you know, she'll work something out. You know, she'll probably maybe re-up with Impact and then, you know, work some other, or, you know, she might go to do stardom or something. Because, well, now, because, um, you know, since Mercedes went over to the New Japan thing, now, you know, their American wing is garnering some more interest now. So that might be something she might want to do. Well, there's yeah. a whole, there's a void to fill because she's currently injured. Yeah, so and that's another thing. Yeah, exactly, and they they need they need a top American woman now for a bit. So yeah, I mean she could slide right in there, and then when Mercedes comes back, that'd be a hell of a match to have on the show. It would be a really good match. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where she lands in the uh, in the coming weeks to months. Yeah, um, was there anything? What's going on with the uh, the heavyweight championship over on Impact? Oh man, okay, so it seems like it's a mess. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't watch, so I'm real, you're yeah. you're my impact expert, Rob. Okay. So, um, well, Jocks Alexander was the world champion, and, uh, and y'all heard me talk re- really highly of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he got injured. He's going to be out for a while, so they had to they had to fill the title, and so Steve Macklin is now the uh, world champion. He was one of the forgotten sons. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, solid worker. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing exactly. else. Solid worker. Yes. And um. And Nick Aldis has just come back, so it looks like they're going to be heading towards some type of showdown with those two somewhere down the road. And I mean, Nick Aldis, same thing. Nick, Nick Aldis is an excellent wrestler. Um, I, I say put it on him until. Uh, I think, yeah, I think ultimately he's going to he is going to do that. And then when Josh comes back, they'll have Aldis and Josh Alexander, and that should be an excellent wrestling match. Yes, yeah, Nick, Nick Aldis is a great hand. Like I said, I, I we discussed him a bit on this podcast in the past. I think he would probably get buried in the WWE system, but anywhere yeah. outside of WWE, Nick Aldis is absolutely a star. Yes. And uh, now Friday they had a match. Uh, Steve Macklin defended against uh, PCO. Uh, was it Pierre, Carl, Alouette, or whatever? That we're still discussing that name yeah. in 2023 yeah. blows my mind because, honest, right hand to God, I was in a chat thread on Twitter uh, about two years ago. I thought the guy had passed away at some point, maybe like eight or ten years ago, and because we were mentioned in somebody, and I said, yeah, that you know Jean Pierre Lafitte, because he used to be Jean Pierre Lafitte in WWE like two decades ago, and I was like, yeah, something, something, he's dead. He's like, well, somebody better tell PCO because he's still wrestling at Ring of Honor. Yeah, and, <laughs> I'm like such an idiot because I, I genuinely <laughs> didn't know. Um, but um, they had a DQ match, and brother. This was, was a sloppy. Um, well, Macklin started leaking, and to the point where, where he would have made Moxley look like, be like, damn, dude. Um, <laughs> like he cut himself yeah. shaving. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this guy. Yeah, I mean, he, man, he was, man, it was bad. And yeah. I mean, now the match wasn't bad. It was just really they did everything but the kitchen sink. Um, you know, they had all a bunch of different weapons and a bunch of different stuff, and they had a staple gun, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, you know, and it was, yeah, it was very bloody and very just, yeah. And so Macklin wins, and so, but it was it was a bloody mess. Um, the, the show overall was good, though. Um, yeah. It was, and I know we don't linger too far on it, but, yeah, um, it was only $10, the Impact's, their B, they have like you know they have their A tier pay per views and their B or t- B tier pay per views. The B tier shows are ten dollars on Fight TV. So if you are ever if 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 you're home Friday 
if you don't feel like watching SmackDown, but you want to watch some wrestling, then and if they got one of their ten dollar pay per views, I highly recommend giving it a shot. I haven't looked. Is it still available? Oh yeah, um, yeah, and it's on All Fight right. TV. You can you can you can order it. Yeah, and um, all right, yeah, because I I had every intention of doing that Friday night, and then you know I had three and a half days off for Memorial Day weekend, and I literally relaxed for about six. I mean, I, I watched the wrestling that WWE provided, so I guess you could consider that relaxed. But with everything else I had going on, I had literally six hours of relaxed time, and I ended up filling that watching movies. Oh, no worries, man. But yeah, it's yeah. it's still there on Fight TV. It's just ten dollars. I might drop yeah. that this weekend. Yeah, it, it, I definitely recommend it. It's definitely worth checking out. There, I mean, there are other matches worth looking at too, but we, you know, yeah. we're not going to all of those. But those were uh, the highlight this, things. Yeah, yeah, but this was definitely a show worth your ten dollars for sure. Okay, all right. Well, let's move on a little bit. We're gonna kind of jump out of order here a little bit because we had some boots on the ground with NXT Battleground. I'm going to turn this show over to Jason a little bit. Jason and his lovely wife were there live for the show. Jason texted some, or you know, sent the uh, some great pictures, some great shots to our group chat. So I'm going to let Jason take the wheel here and uh, you know talk a little bit about some some NXT Battleground. Yeah, we went to Battleground in Boston at TD Garden. That was a lot of fun. We were, our seats were awesome. We were like dead on straight with the Titantron, straight with the ring. Um, and the entrance ramp, so about over it, so it was, uh, it was cool. Because anyway, uh, it was a lot of fun. That was the NXT is, you know, from top to bottom. Is it the best wrestling show on TV? Maybe, because um, I simply just I care about almost almost every single level of the card. Um, I care about. I cared about Wesley and Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy because that uh, Joe Gacy's fascinating, and I love Tyler Bate and Wesley. Uh, that was a banger of a match. I don't know. Did you guys watch the show, by the way? I did. I watched yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to jump in we yeah, on anything, go for it. But yeah. Wesley and Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy put on a show. And that was that a hell was, of a match, man. What a hell yeah, of a match. So much fun. And I just, and, like, uh, if we can – yeah. Well, because I'm, yeah, I'm gonna save most of my talking here for later. But um, I just, I always like to just give Wesley credit, just because of the, the shit Dude. sandwich he got stuck with, and Dude, how he could have been left twisting in the wind so easily. And he yeah, I mean, grabbed the ball and literally yeah. ran it 99 yards back for a touchdown so far. Yeah, yeah. he and, really has. And it, it was every single time they again. Something I say all the time on this show. Every single time they called his number, he answered the bell. Yep. Yeah. And so. just because this, you know, just the situation he got stuck in through no fault of his own. Um, you know, he could have very easily, I mean, he could have ended up released. He could have ended up just getting jobbed out because they didn't have anything for him to do. Um, and he, you know, he turned that thing around and. You know, he did, you know, when we talk about, you know, taking, making something out of nothing that he, he did that. Okay. Yeah. He, he had, well, and he, he came over as a tag team too. It wasn't even like yeah. he came over as a faction. He came right. over and their thing was, we are a tag team. We're going for tag team gold. And then all of a sudden his tag team partner was released. He, he, he's a turned into a top three, top four 
talent on NXT right now. I, yeah. I mean, I literally think you have, you know, Braun Breaker, Carmelo mm-hmm. Hayes, maybe Ilya Dragunov, and Wesley is in the conversation. Yeah, and like, okay. so he was he was a tag team wrestler. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, yep. you know, he, he was, you know, Robert Gibson, right? I mean, uh, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And, and kudos and shout out to whoever took that chance. Like, I don't know if it was Sean, if it was Hunter, if it was somebody said, hey, look at this kid. Whoever looked at Wesley and said, hey, let's give this shot, right. this kid a shot. Kudos. Kudos, yeah. man, because that was a that was a money call right there. Yeah. Yep. So next we had, uh, I, you know, Noam Dar defended the Heritage Cup against Dragon Lee, which was just a fun match. I mean, Noam Dar did Noam Dar stuff. That was cool. Uh, and then the big match that I was there for, um, that I was just killing myself with anticipation about, we had Ilya Dragunov uh, against Dijak in a last man standing match. If you know long time listener to the show, you know that Dijak is my indie guy. He's from around here. He wrestled around here. I literally have a picture of him, me and him. At his last, uh, excuse me, his last indie show where he's holding my toy NXT belt. So this was really, really, really cool to see that guy's entrance and him walk out um, in the TD Garden, um, where not only is he in what, what I consider the match of the night, but his peer um, and like someone he wrestled around the around the um, around the indies around here is closing the show as champion. So this guy is winning on, on all levels. So good for that guy. He fucking lost. I couldn't believe it. I Dude, and I was sitting there guys? watching that going, yeah, Jason I, went I, there live for that. He was hyped about this match. But, he has got even, to be punching it air But right not now. even that he's my guy, because that's a selfish thing. Like, okay, well, your guy loses. Sorry, hometown boy loses. But, like, you have been stringing this guy along from T-Bar to this, and then you reinvent this character who's just now, in his last three feuds, he's always lost the big one. So he's just the tough out. All right. I mean, I guess. And, hey, man, you can make a career doing that shit. And if he's happy doing it, he's uh, – that was – that hey, more power yeah. to you. You're making, the, you're making money. Yeah, you know, obviously it he has he survived a couple of round of releases at this point, um, and some really dicey ones. Yeah. So and they keep trotting him out there and he keeps kicking ass because I not a lot of folks counted that as the match of the night. So interestingly um, enough, aside, aside from aside from Mercedes Martinez, who really wasn't with Retribution long enough for it to even matter, well, yeah. Mia Yim was briefly released and brought back. The entirety of a, 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 a just absolutely failed gimmick managed to keep their jobs. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's that's pretty amazing. While some people that we were, like, signed, sealed, and delivered were going to be top stars in WWE were released and never made it back. Yeah. That, that, that yeah. speaks volumes to the type of talent that they are and you yeah. know, also what management now thinks of those folks. Look at Mustafa Ali, look at Mia Yim, look at um, Dijak. They found something to do, and they are doing it well. Like, yeah, Mustafa's on a losing streak and all this stuff, but he's playing the character well, and I'm intrigued what he's going to do with his next run in NXT. Even Mace, Mace, 
He's found yeah. a group. Oh, like, my yeah. God. It's, it's a thing. Oh, like, oh my you can God. say what you That's want sad. about the maximum male models. The kid is, for what it is, he's hitting it out of the park. Must say, it, I, I love them. They're they hilarious, are dude. Wonderful. Yeah. And, they, and I'm sorry, on a nine-hour weekly episodic television show, pardon me if I want to laugh at the guys in the pink polos for five minutes. Right, you know, exactly. you know exactly. they have one of those gimmicks that makes a certain portion of the population very uncomfortable, and right. I find that fucking hilarious. That's so, all. Totally. Put that yeah. put that on my TV. <laughs> yes, and, and like you said, it, it's exactly. five minutes. I'll say. It's five minutes, and no, I'm sorry. We, you know, even you know, my Jim Crockett promotions growing up on self does not want you know five hours of really serious wrestling. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, between Man, you know, if I, I'm dead serious, if we look at the totality of the the time card for the week, and you shave five minutes off the 25 minute Roman Reigns and AJ Styles, and give five minutes to Masse and Mansoir, I'll take that trade. It, it really is fine. And um, just on another uh, another note, you talk about seeing your guy in in hometown. Um, it was a few years ago yeah. in DC. I got uh, on the, I went to house show and. Is when Leo was still with WWE and you know seeing him mm-hmm. come out because he's from that area and yeah, that was just a really cool, cool right? thing to see him come out and then at one point he, like he he came out and then he he went back behind the curtain for a few seconds and came out with like a DC flag and everybody went up for that it, you know and just so yeah it, it all it is really cool to see you know one of your hometown guys in your hometown yeah well, well I mean it, to, it also... to that effect. That's like part later. Of what, oh, yeah, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, no. That's part of what makes being a, a, a wrestling fan fun is going to these indie shows and developing these just relationships, for lack of a better word, with these wrestlers. I take, you know, and, and unfortunately her NXT career went absolutely nowhere. Santana Garrett. I saw Santana Garrett on the indies and Every time I saw her, she was delightful. She was wonderful. She's a great wrestler. She was absolutely over in any town that I saw her in. You know, aside from the fact of being a great wrestler, she's drop dead gorgeous. Yes. Uh, but again, you know, she got to NXT, and while I thought it was cool and I had high hopes for her, it just didn't it just didn't pan out that way. That either she couldn't figure out the system, couldn't figure out a gimmick, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, you build these. So when I say your guy. That's perfectly acceptable, Jason. You know, it's he's oh, yeah. from your hometown. He's a guy you personally but, met, you discussed some things with that you've chatted with on Twitter. Like well, in DMs. Okay. I was about to say, number one, I wasn't saying that like I'm mad that he lost because he's my guy. My guy right. is going to lose sometimes. That yeah. is a, a fact of life. You know, I was a Roman Reigns fan before the tribal chief. He would lose a lot of matches in between the big ones. Yeah, he always won the big one. We know. Um, But, yeah. So, your guy loses. But it's just the trajectory of the character as I see it now where I'm just like, okay, at this point, I only see a certain ceiling for that character. I personally love this guy, so I want him to exceed that ceiling. However, get paid, sir. That's first and foremost. Get paid. And get paid in perpetuity. So, uh, so to that regard, in fact, I did have a small scoop. Uh, okay, yeah, a little match. official breaking scoop here from official Jason, who's got the inside scoop. track. 
because, you know, when I say get paid in perpetuity, I say, you know, some moments live forever. When Dijak had Ilya in the corner and Ilya's like chest and his upper throat were all messed up from the rope and Dijak takes the kendo stick and rubs it across Ilya's chest and neck to collect the blood onto the kendo stick and then puts it in Ilya's face and screams at him and yells at him and says, I'm going to do awful, dastardly things to you. Mm -hmm. I asked my close personal friend, Dijak, uh, whose idea that spot was, and he said it was his idea, spur of the moment thing, and Ilya just went with it, apparently. Wow. Hey, that's so. it. And it was a great spot in the match. Yeah. It like, was. We, we have to be clear here. You know, we're talking about Dijak losing, losing, losing. It's not like he that, got jobbed out. This no. match but was no. rough. It was, was going to say rough, brutal match. Yeah. And, and Dijak absolutely went down punching, like to the last yeah. breath. He went down punching. In defeat, he looked awesome. Um, somebody needs to tap Ilja on the shoulder and say, brother, it's a work. Um, <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go out there and absolutely. I mean, I realize that's become his gimmick now. And yeah, if, right. if that's what he likes, Bubble, I'm I'm here for the destruction. <laughs> I'm here for the violence. But my God. And those it's two, they absolutely, there was no, there was no quarter given, none asked. Yeah. Nope. It was great. It was like it was a like, it, it felt like a fight. And as we've talked about on this show, that's what I want my wrestling to feel like. I, I want to feel what, like these guys are fighting. Watching it live was was you know pretty haphazard for me, or just like you know heart, pal. Uh, just I don't know. It was it was terrifying for me because sometimes a Dragonov or Ilya would jump off of something, over something, into something, off of the out of the ring. And they would disappear from my view because my seats were so low. <laughs> right. So uh, that's when the one time where I was like, oh, these good seats are terrible because, you know, are, th- are they okay? Are they conscious? So I'd have to all of a sudden look up at the Titantron and hope they were paying attention. That's why attention. I like that first raised level. Yeah. If I go to a show in Orlando at the Amway Center, there's the floor. Then there's that first raised level. That's the best seats in the house. Yeah. That's uh, aside really from ringside. Cool. If you can get ringside, get it. But if yeah. you can get on that first raised level, you see everything. Yeah, yeah, you, um, you see all the action. So. And um, because no, that one thing where he ran through the table, dude. Ugh. Oh, a uh, funny moment of that match. Uh, somebody is the very very early in the match for some reason that we all started. Well, they the audience started chanting for tables, and this hilarious gentleman in front of me said, "You'll get a kendo stick and you'll li- and you'll like it." And two minutes later, there was a kendo stick. <laughs> it's <was a> kendo stick. <laughs> Yeah, and then All the right. table was just, boom, the table was broken. So what else from that night? Uh, anyway, uh, Tiffany Stratton was basically, I, I don't even really want to talk about Gallus and the Creed brothers because it was exactly what I expected. Um, yeah. You know, the Creed, the Gall- Gallus retained, and they all beat the ever-loving shit out of each other, and it was a pleasure to watch live, but I don't have much else to say. Well, I, I, uh, honestly, by that point, I was I, I was kind of checked out after because – um. It came on. It was in the death spot. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Right after that war. Yeah. So, uh, but then Tiffany Stratton uh, defeated uh, Lyra Valkyria for the NXT Women's Championship. This in Boston. I don't know if they played with the audio, but uh, Tiffany was the baby face uh, because that girl is over as hell. 
Yeah. Uh, and by, by the end of the match, being... if they were trying to hide it, they didn't. Yeah. No, no, we were obvious. We're I'll tell you, my that crowd was for. we were not trying to hide it from go. Um, Lyria is a great wrestler and she's. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't I have no read on her one way or the other. Well, she just she got there. Fine. It, yeah. She had a hell of a match with Tiffany. So awesome. Uh, and yeah, it, I think right person won and. Um, she's going to be incredible as champion. She already is. Uh, so yeah, either of you guys anything there? Just a quick sidebar about Lyra. That name is not working for me. Like I'm okay with the gimmick. Lyra that name yeah. just it's does too, not roll it's too off the tongue. It's, it's too complicated. Like too many R's or say it's, it's it's very odd. It's, it's like, not. I mean, it's like the same like. With you know Dijak versus Dijakovic, it's, it's Dijakovic yeah. was terrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's too much. Yeah, yeah, so they need to change. Like, um, I don't know, just Lyra would be fine, or yeah. or just Valkyria or something. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. I mean, um, I guess well, they can't call her Valkyrie because um, no, Kevin Feige no, will tired. be on the phone. <laughs> you know, uh, or you know, <laughs> well, you'll have the artist formerly oh. known as uh, what the hell was her name? Uh, the dog. Monet, Monet. Yeah, Frankie know, Monet. Not. The artist formerly known as Frankie, Frankie Monet. Monet will be will be all over Calling that. Calling you up. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, right person won, um, and we move. So, in the match, uh, the main event of the evening, we had the champion, the hometown boy, Carmelo Hayes, which, side note, you know, seeing stuff, you know, see, you take a certain amount of ownership, right, DJ? Is that what you're, you're saying yes. about these guys? Yeah, you, know, you take a certain amount of ownership. And girls. You're not, you know, you're not your friends. They're not your pals. I joke about Dijak. He's kind enough to respond to a couple of my DMs once in a while. So, you know, okay. But it was pretty cool when the graphic came up for the, the NXT champion walking out and there was the World Series trophy, the Super Bowl trophy, the NBA Finals trophy, and the Stanley Cup. And then in the middle... The NXT Championship, and I went, huh? Yeah, we have all of them. Because I'm like, that, that's not just a fun gimmick. It's like, yes, Boston has now won all of those. Yeah. Um. So that. So you know, we took an ex. There was a little extra pop there. So it's pretty cool. Um. But they put on him and Braun Breaker put on a hell of a match. Exactly what I expected for the main event. Um. And. Carmelo Hayes is him real close to yeah he's definitely him but that that guy is real close to something special yeah like uh and I I can't I I wish he wasn't a hometown boy so I could not be as biased as I am but he is he's putting it together man well there's nothing he's, wrong with being biased as long as you're honest about it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, do I? Yeah. Do I? Yeah. I'm, no, man. I, I. He's a star. He's. Be, he's. Be, I wish be, he was three inches taller. Be biased. We're fa- we're fans first. Be biased. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And how? But how cool is that? Some guy that right. you saw in the Indies who at the time was no different than anybody else out there is now NXT World Champion and is going to be a major player in the WWE for many years to come. That's cool. 
as a fan, that's where mm-hmm. I understand why fans get disappointed when their indie favorites go to WWE and fall flat on their faces. Um, you know, because I get it. You know, I, I, I again, I use the example Santana Garrett. I was, I popped when I first saw her on NXT TV. I'm like, yeah, she's good looking. She can work. And then the rest of it never showed up. And, yeah. and you know, what, what, what WWE needed her to be didn't end up being there. So it just ended up being what it was. And that's not anything against her. It just, you know, it fell short of my expectations for what I thought she was going to do in that company. And, and people need to reconcile that fact that, and I had this discussion with a, with a, a guy that I talked to quite a bit on Twitter. He was talking, we were talking about uh, Karrion Cross, And he's like, I don't understand what's wrong with Karrion Cross. He's like, anytime I ever saw him on the indies, he was over as hell. I'm like, it's easy to get over on the indies. I was an indie wrestler. I wasn't work. I mean, I could work. I could cut a promo. I wasn't really that bad in the ring. I jokingly say I wasn't worth the shit when I look around at the rest of the locker room. There were guys there with 5, 10, 15 years experience who could run circles around me. And I got over because I had a stupid gimmick and I could talk, you know, but it was the indies in Fort Pierce, Florida. Okay. And any town that Eddie and I went to, we managed to get what we were doing over because it's the indies. If we had taken that act to WWE, we would have lasted two months. Two months. Yeah. Fact. Right. And um, and that's true. And because um, there are guys, there's, I mean, there's a local indie here, uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling. And there are a bunch of people who have done shots in some of the comp- various companies there. But there aren't, I mean, there just aren't that many people who started there who, you know, really turned into anything. And, I don't, well, I think, uh, actually, ironically, uh, Leo was one of those guys. Uh, he, right. That was one of the places he cut his teeth. But um, it's just, and look, I saw, um, like, with Jordan Grace, I saw Jordan Grace at an indie show in Virginia. A few That was the first time I saw her a few years ago, and I was like, like she's really good. So I've always kind of taken an interest in her. And, yeah, it would really suck if, if she went to WWE and it just and it just didn't happen. Yeah, I'd be I'd be disappointed. You know, I did, it, it would hurt a little bit. Just like I I was bummed out when Mia Yim, you know, the first time around when things didn't pan out. Because I, you know, I, cause I saw her on the same indie show I saw Jordan Grace on. Yeah, um, she did a couple and, shows here locally. Oh, yeah. Dude, when, um, when Anthony Green got released, I was bummed out. You know, he's another one around here. Yeah, I mean, he, it happened. He did a and then, cup of coffee. He did, you know, when did things didn't work out with Leo, season. you know, I was, I was super bummed out. Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, it... um. It's like it sucks. It sucks when you when you see somebody. I mean, it's no different than you know you watch somebody, you know, play college basketball and you get you know locally and then you get really you know you're really big on the guy or whatever and then they either don't get drafted or they maybe they get drafted but not but nothing happens for them. It just it just sucks. <laughs> and that sucks. happens in sports. Like, buddy, I live in Florida. Four words: Tim Tebow, Danny Werfel. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, those guys were, were were NFL, you know, locks. If you ask University of Florida Gator fans, those guys were NFL bound and they were going to be, you know, both wearing Super Bowl rings. And unfortunately, it just it, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. So, so all right. Um, I, I, yeah, quick Carmelo. Note. Yeah, ahead, he successfully Jason. defended his championship and the show was amazing. And um, it was. It was just a really fun show. The the crowd was hot. Um, the the set was cool. I like just the simple wide yeah. screen. That's it just was, a, such a clean look. Yeah, I so. enjoyed that. 
One side note for me. Finally. Finally. Braun Breaker is that guy for me. This guy, like, he's still in his promos and his non-wrestling presentation. I'm not totally buying it. But when that bell rings, now I'm buying Braun Breaker. I'm buying in. He had such a great match. And it wasn't so much that he was being carried by Carmelo. He he held his own in what he was doing. I, I finally, I, I've been wanting, pining, waiting, hoping for a match. A wrestling, not a, this guy looks like a million bucks superstar. Not, he's got the, 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 um, the legacy of the family. I wanted to see him have a thing. I got it Sunday night. And I'm very happy that I did. Because now... Now I'm ready to see where Braun Breaker goes moving forward, and I've been uh, dying for that for a year. I think I think it's pretty obvious now. He, he's going up because yep. I mean, he lost because yeah. just the way he lost the match was you know. I mean, you don't lose that way if you're hanging around. Um, no, that's a graduation yeah. match right there. It, well, it, yeah, exactly. So it's just um, I, just a matter of when we'll see him. Um, Early. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess he could, you know, dick around in the mid card and the, you know, low card or whatever for a little well, while. But I'm telling you, pair him crazy, up with Gable and Otis, and, oh, yeah. and and have a form of the Varsity Club. I think it's a great callback. My only thing is, if you do that, then they they got to win something. So yeah, I mean, and, but maybe that's the piece of the puzzle. Maybe this ends up being like Judgment Day where finally you put that last piece of the puzzle together and these guys start walking around owning the joint. I, 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 like I said, I, I'm not a booker. I'm yeah. Um, yeah, I just, um, hope cause, um, you know, I've gone on before about needing to split those tag team titles up. Um, so yeah, I mean, you put them together and they could win the tag. They could first win the tag team titles. And now, well, one thing it, as bad as that whole thing with theory in the briefcase was last year, um, at least now that it's been established that you don't that you can go after the secondary titles. I mean, if you want to do this thing, I mean, they could win the tag team belts. He could get the briefcase and he could cash in on Gunther, and you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. that would that would be something, right? Yeah, um, yeah just, that actually would be that actually be a good. I, I would actually line that up, and actually, this just popped in my head. I'm thinking Ultimate Warrior, Honky Tonk Man from, and I'm not saying squash like that, but I'm saying the same type of impact that yeah. Braun Breaker could have coming out and beating Gunther. It could be very similar to the Ultimate Warrior unseating Honky Tonk Man as the Intercontinental Champion back at SummerSlam 88. 88. 88. Yeah. We just it, talked about that on the Big Four podcast with Dave Unger about two months ago. Yeah, and um, it's because how you present him in his debut is very important because you need to present him in such a way that people look at him and say, this is a big-time guy, not just a guy who's here to wrestle. No, and right? if having him go out and, and Ultimate Warrior defeat Gunther would be, would be a way to present him like, this guy's a big freaking deal. And it... Because if you have him, imagine he beats Gunther just in his call up. Oh uh, well, I mean, I would. I'm not a well, big fan you, of those things. No, because would you just rocket rocket launch the dude, um, or it could or it could kill him. 
Right, because he, because right. he, yeah, because um, um, just the, go ahead, Rob. Then I've got a thought. Yeah. You got to, you got to present him because I'm pretty sure they want him to be a main event guy. He's mm-hmm. he's not yeah. there. Who's he's not there just to fill up you know TV time on a Monday. Um, no, they want him to be a main event guy. So you need to present him in such a way that the audience and not us, right? Remember, it's not it's not not really about no. us. It's about the people who all they do is watch the show, right? Mm-hmm. You got to present him in a way such that those people see By him hand. as a the, big the, time important guy. The people who don't know Christian Casanova, they know Carmelo Hayes. Right. Right. And so you need to present these people when they come to the main roster. You got to present them in such a way that those people see that they are important. Yeah. Um, and not just good at wrestling, but important. Right. That's the biggest thing. You know, that, look, I mean, I know we're going off on tangents here, but, you know, like, well, look, with, I mean, when Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha, the, when the night they be, debuted, it wasn't just, hey, these girls are good at the wrestling. You know, they said women's revolution. Yeah, they you stamped know, it. They put a label on it. Like, these three girls are going to change everything. They're not just going to wrestle matches. So right. when with, with Braun and with Mello, when they come up, you need to present them in such a way that not, you know, well, these guys are here to wrestle. No, yeah. but these guys are important. These guys are going, you know, the order of things are going, going to change because of these two guys. And they're because they're important, right? And. Yeah, having Braun beat Gunther, however you want to do it, just do it in a good way that doesn't get wasted, or you know, or that isn't like an albatross around him afterwards. Um, right. Yeah. That the, would be perfect. The only flaw in the logic, because I, you know, I made the honky tonk Ultimate Warrior uh, comparison. The only difference is good luck finding an actual honky tonk man fan in 1988. Everybody <laughs> hated that dude in all the ways you were supposed to, and you were waiting for somebody to bust him in the mouth. Yeah. I don't think enough people feel that way about Gunther. Like, no, yeah, he's no, a heel, don't. but he's also no. there's a, a a faction of fans. Hi, I'm one of them that think the guy's freaking amazing. Yeah, and even though the gimmick is supposed to be a heel, I don't hate him the way a wrestling fan is supposed to. And maybe that's because I look at it different. I view it through different optics, but it, it I don't think the impact will be the same as the Honky Tonk Man because he doesn't have the same heel heat. No, that um, honky does. Honky was just at they, they freaking hated that dude for all yes. the reasons they were supposed to, and that's how that, how and why that elevated the warrior. But I, yeah, you you probably got to do something really super dastardly with Gunther right before you pull the trigger if that's what you're going to do with Braun, because I don't think enough people hate him the way they're supposed to. Well, I think honestly, I mean, you could look, you could have him cash in the briefcase and then, well, because look, when Gun- we know when, when ever Gunther loses the Intercontinental title, he's going to go after the, he's going up to go after the, world oh yeah, title. he's being elevated at that So point. it's, um, I don't think you have to worry about having people hate him enough. Um, I just, you know, it, I think it's just, you, you need to do it in such a way that it, it, that the person, that it doesn't look like a fluke or something, right? Um, by comparison, Rocky Maivia beating Triple H for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, see, then that, that which just, right. buried Rocky at the time. Right, exactly. And so you don't want to do that, and that it's so it's important that you don't that you don't end up with that kind of situation. That's all. Jason, to to you didn't live through that to no. see that happen in the time because they really touted Rocky as the next guy. 
like yeah. Rocky Maivia. They they knew what they had, but yeah. they didn't know really what to do with him. And that that smiling, you know, white hat baby face just wasn't cutting it. And no. everybody saw him beating Triple H coming from a mile away. And when it happened, just to watch that unfold in real time, you almost felt bad for the guy. And then watching the redemption of him becoming The Rock, what what an amazing period of time for wrestling fans. Sorry to go off on a... Yeah, and it was like a similar yeah. case uh, with that guy, the uh, Renegade. Uh, yeah. They, he beat Arn Anderson for the TV title, and everybody was like, what the fuck is this shit? Uh, yeah, very much so. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, and... So. and and he didn't recover, unfortunately. No, he did not. He did not go on to become bigger and better, unfortunately. That story ended very sadly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's move on. I think. Are we done talking about uh, Battleground? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think so. We, yeah. we got it wrapped up. All right. Let's move on to Night of Champions because we've got, my God, what a, what a show. Uh, so much big, big stuff coming out of that. Uh, just a jumping off point to the things they're going to lead us into SummerSlam. Jason, take over, sir. Uh, okay, so let's just rip, just get right off the top with what they started the show with. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins defeated AJ Styles for the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So the Seth Rollins fans in the room are popping for yeah. this one. Yep, I think it was a conclusion everybody kind of thought was <clears> foregone, <throat> but. Seth gets his attaboy. Seth gets his participation trophy. Seth gets so his, his, oh his roses God. and his uh People his, like you or my people on the internet say it's never going to get over. And you got to put it over, man. You got to believe in it. You got to have faith in it. And I'm really excited for him to make this belt his and to take it and run with it. Oh, uh, you are so syrupy right now. Basically... Rocket the next guy to the moon. So, yeah, let me finish my thought next time. <laughs> um, I, interestingly enough, I this match was everything I thought it was going to be, man. Uh, oh, those two God. guys. AJ Styles. Just, can I just say one thing? Sure. They were just indie enough. Yes. Yes, it was it was okay. it was a WWE presents indie match. Yeah, yes. is what we got and out of that. That's my favorite. Type, that's honestly my favorite. To, aside from a, just a big old fashioned Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, yeah, you know, Hoss fight. That's my favorite type of match. Is like the WWE indie palooza. Yeah, um, that, AJ. We got to stop for a second and talk about AJ Styles. That dude is what 44, 45 years old at this point. Uh, yeah, something like that. He, he looked like a million bucks on on Saturday night, um, still competing at such a high level. Uh, the dude looked incredible. Looks like he could. I'm sure he won't, but just sight unseen or you know sight as seen as it was, could go another ten years. He looked uh, that good on Saturday, and I don't think know, he wants to go another ten years. Yeah. But he just let you guys could know. Win. Break, oh, quick break in here. Is Moxley bleeding? Not yet. We're on the clock, though. He's in the ring, so we're on the clock. Okay, yeah, it is 8.12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. AEW is on. Mindless Wrestling Podcast is recording, and we are officially on the Moxley Blood Watch. But, yeah, incredible match. AJ Styles looking like a million bucks. Seth Rollins is my boy. He's my dude. Looking forward to seeing what this guy does with this newly crowned 
you know, WWE World Heavyweight Championship looks amazing around his waist, we're off to the races with this one. Oh, yeah. We definitely are. Rob, did you? Uh, uh, no, it was, it was an excellent match. And like I said, right guy won. It would have been really stupid to have AJ win and have to bring either him by himself or bring the whole OC gang over to Raw after you just drafted them all to SmackDown. I, I would have turned into Mr. Integrity of the brand split if they had done that, okay? <laughs> okay. As much as I love AJ. AJ is one of my, like, after Roman and Charlotte, he's been my favorite person there for the past several years. Um, and But in this case, no. It, yeah, I would have been, I would have turned into that guy if they'd had him win this. Mm-hmm. Rob, you know, you know my stance on that. If they had kayfabed an equitable move for SmackDown, be it NXT or Raw, whatever, whatever, fine. I don't give a shit. If they suddenly just removed the OC from SmackDown, well, what the fuck are we doing here? So that's where I stand on that. All right. So, uh, but oh yeah, sorry, I'm running the card. But we promised we weren't gonna go match by match by match. But uh, Trish Stratus defeated Lita by fin- uh, Lita. Uh, that was last time. Becky Lynch. So that was fun. I had a great time. They, I'm kind of shocked Trish won. Uh, I called Rob, it. Did, did, did I you, not call it? Did I you not did? Call it? Did I not call? You it? did. Rob called it. Yeah, I think so, you and I both called it. Rob, do you want to take your victory lap? Well. Yeah, because, well, the fact that she got drafted and she's going to be sticking around. Yeah. But that was the big tell, really. Yeah. And then, but we, nobody had Zoe Stark interfering, but, and that's really great for her to be put and because now she's not just, she's actually involved in something. She's not just going to be having matches on Monday. Right. Um, which is right. very important. Uh, and look, y'all know me. Anytime the orange haired lady loses, it's a happy day. <laughs> <laughs> the shoot bear always bitter. Forever bitter. Terrible. Uh, I mean, see, you're not, see Be- Bex, you're outnumbered two to one. <clears throat> if you hadn't stabbed your best friend in the back five years ago, you'd have somebody to help you right now. But you did. But you did that. But let's look at you. And Zoe Stark is a hell of a talent to have on your case right now. Uh, I want to do yeah, a little man. sidebar on Zoe Stark. Absolutely, we've been talking about her. I've been talking about her for weeks to months, hoping she gets a good main roster run. But I got to talk about that promo on Monday night because. That was that whole segment was awful. Like well, she's she's brutal. She yeah, her promos have not ever been good. Promos have never been good. Somebody's and Zoe Stark, I big fan. If you ever hear this, this is not meant to be a negative. She can fucking outwork just about anyone, at least from the NXT roster. She can hold her own with anybody on the main roster. Zoe Stark is that good. But we we got to work on the promos, man, because Monday night was it was rough sitting through that segment. Yeah, and uh, well, look, but look, you know, well, she's the, she's the opposite of the before the bell rings all star. She's the after the bell rings all star. Yeah, that bell rings. Zoe Stark is a star, but we yeah. gotta we gotta work on the rest of it because as I always hey. say, I can love your wrestling, but if I don't have a reason to care about the character, but it, I'm probably not gonna be interested say, in your wrestling. That's always my thing with her. It's been like, okay, what are you like? When she came out and she was in the, the you know, uh, pseudo Triple H gear, I was like, okay, now we got something. Um, and I think with the promo, even as bad as it was, it's still a direction. And we're, we're, we'll it's, work on it. They're yeah. trying. Come. 
they're, they're trying and I'm here for it because yeah, I, I want exactly. her to succeed. Honest yeah. to God, yeah. I want her to succeed. Same. So, um, and then we don't have to linger too much on this. You know, that guy, boy Mustafa, you almost did it. Um, he almost well, beat Gunther. Well, I just, uh, for me, not so much the match, but just the fact that he, you know, he came, it was, it was a, he came out there in the, you know, in the traditional gear. And, yeah. And he, like, he's was, not, fr- he's not from Saudi Arabia, but just, he's as close to, well, kind of he's, culture. he's from if, Pakistan. He's, he's from Pakistan by way of Chicago and Pakistan and Saudi Arabia are longtime friends and allies. Yeah. And so he's, he's family over there, basically. Yes, and he and and he's always and you know he and Sammy both got to make the pilgrimage, seeing that just just so important for them to be able to do. And we'll talk okay. about Sammy. We're gonna talk about Sammy in a few minutes. Yeah, we'll talk about all that in a few minutes. But it's just me. Yeah, I was just look. We all knew he wasn't gonna win. I was just happy to see him get a good showing, and to get to just come out there and just be embraced by the people there. And it was just that was a really cool thing to see. It was. We have uh, breaking news, breaking news on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. It is now 8-18. The Blackpool Combat Club has won their match. No blood. John Boxley is not bleeding. Oh, okay. So, wow. Wow. All right, so he, he made it this go. week. He made it this week. Good he job, made it a whole guys. six minutes it. without getting busted open. Yeah. We appreciate you, buddy. All right, so, and then kind of flying, I, I mean... Asuka beat Bianca um, in kind of was, a whoa moment of the, the show. I was shocked. I thought this was just going to be thought this was gonna yeah. be match number two and move on from there. Um, uh, it felt, I don't know, it felt kind of like a letdown almost. Um, you know, because. I liked the finish, though. The finish was neat. Finish is the part of the whole match I hated. Um, really? I have thoughts. I Rob, you, Rob, you go ahead. I have some thoughts okay. about the finish. Um, well, because what I don't like about it is that now, um, you know, we've kind of talked a bit about how they need to come up with some new kind of thing or new angle or new direction to take Bianca. And having her lose again because somebody cheated and got the drop on her, we're kind of running the same program here. Um, yeah, but it wasn't a squash. I mean, it was a legitimate match. Right. Right. But right, it's just. But again, somebody got somebody got the drop on her, and. But it's a heel tactic. Yeah, it's a. It's a. I was gonna say it's a. It's a. No, it's not someone got the drop on her. It's someone outwitted her. It's someone outsnuck her. It's someone outthought her. And you know, I thought that she was the fast est and the sneaky est and the smart est. You know, she had a hole in her game. It's okay. Um. It's yeah. It's just. I don't know. it, it, It didn't strike me as as like an egregious like oh they really pulled the rug out from under it was a tactical thing like it yeah. totally in kayfabe it was a tactical move it wasn't a cheap move um, well it was cheap and it was cheating just, but i don't know i thought for me um didn't work for you well okay i thought it was well executed it's just you know they made a big deal about it being 400 some days longest reigning modern era women's champion um so I, I just didn't imagine it ending this way. 
Um, yeah, and it's just, I don't know. It, it, it feels, again, it feels kind of a letdown. Um, I mean, well, I'm well, and also because she, I mean, she beat Oscar just straight up at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, had that match been kind of inconclusive, and then, or if it had been like a roll-up type of thing or something, and then Oscar just got the better of her this time, yeah, I think that'd have been better. But it was, I don't know. It, it's, I it, yeah. I, I know where you're going with this, and I'm gonna kind of piggyback on what you said and add to it. I feel like. This is the, the Bianca's title reign ending is one of those how you stick the landing things. And it doesn't feel like they gave a whole lot of really deep thought on how they were going to stick the landing. Yes. And that, that speaks yes. that speaks volumes mm-hmm. as to how they feel about the women's division in general. Like almost not I won't so I won't use the word afterthought because you know some of the women are in some very important roles. But the latter couple of months of Bianca's title reign, it's like you almost feel like they're just not giving it their full all creatively. I, so yeah. I, I, I see where you're trying to go with that, Rob. Yeah. And it's just, it does really seem, yeah. And that, I guess that's what it is. It's like, um, you know, cause then, you know, and look, I've, I talked about both of the WrestleMania women's title matches and how it felt like they did the bare minimum to, you know, build either build, of those matches. Yeah. Um, and it's just, and I guess, see, the reason I was so sure Bianca was going to win was because they weren't really doing, I mean, they had Oscar Mister in the face the one time, but, I mean, outside of that, it was just kind of paint-by-numbers, you know, universe-mode angles on TV. And and that's why I was felt pretty assured that, you know, that nothing was going to happen here. And then, so it's like they didn't, for me, they didn't build up to the, they didn't build up to this title change um to make it feel it didn't feel that important you know when it happened yeah um it just it didn't and it just felt you know and yeah it just felt kind of lackluster the way that they went about doing it like you said feel like they didn't put a lot of thought into it like oh well we need to switch the title um okay let's do it here you know yeah i felt Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm kind okay. of now. I felt like the finish itself, there's a part of me that almost feels like they called an audible on that. Um, because there was one point, like maybe a minute, maybe five minutes before that, they tried the missed spot. It missed harp pun. It missed horribly. Uh, you know, Bianca was a good six feet away from, you know, the spray when it came out. She started to sell it, realized I can't sell this because it never even hit me. And it's very obvious. She shook it off. And then we went into this really awkward period of the match where they really kind of ran out of shit to do. So they were making stuff up. And I don't know if you guys caught that, but there really was a minute or so towards the end of the match because the match itself was really good. And I know we were kind of critical of their WrestleMania match. I don't feel like either one of those women delivered a match that they're both capable of. I think they made up for it Saturday night. Um, I think this match was, you know, minute for minute, pound for pound, much better than their WrestleMania match. But then that last two to three minutes, something fell apart. And I feel like it went longer than it was originally supposed to. I think someone called an audible, and that's when Asuka drilled the the mist all over her hands. 
if that was her audible, Rob, you need to take back everything you just said. Because if they came up with that on the spot, that's awesome. I don't know. I I hated it. I hated that fit. Like I feel like if they had to call an audible, like if somebody botched the actual finish and they called an audible, I feel like they should have found another way out of that. And that's I, I I don't know. To me, I thought it was it was anticlimactic. I, I I dug it. For some reason, I just did. It was just like, ah, she outthought you. Okay. All right. I mean, hey, that's teach their own, but. Yeah, and I wasn't, I wasn't, again, I wasn't offended by Bianca losing or losing to uh, Asuka because. Well, that's not, for me, it's not it was a, just a better, re, it was a better redo of their WrestleMania match. And then, again, I didn't feel the ending fell flat, fell flat. So. Okay. Yeah, cheers that's... all around. Uh, to, for once in a while, the, the 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 hosts of the Mindless Wrestling Podcast do not agree. It doesn't happen often, yeah. but we are we are in you know two out of three disagreement here, and I'm I'm kind of okay yeah. with that. No, no. Uh, one, yeah, one funny note. One one funny note from that. Um, Oscar did get congratulated by a certain person, and there were a bunch of people in replies who immediately got terrified. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any anytime Charlotte pokes her head up from. Uh, from her, uh, whatever she's doing, <laughs> there's a pocket of the internet that just dirties their diaper, and I love to see it. Because, um, you know, she just said, you know, yeah, because they're like, you know, a bunch of people are like, no, stay away from her. <laughs> oh. Like, like right. Oscar's some sacred cow, and, and but Oscar's one of my t- favorite women's ah. wrestlers, but yeah, it's like all of a sudden she's become some sacred cow, and people pretend that her WWE career has not been amazing like it's been nothing short of amazing and there are people out there that think wwe wasted her right i mean like yeah. this is now two this is two really long title reigns that she's putting into yeah right i mean so yeah. you can't you no, you can't say that yeah yeah anyway let's, let's keep it moving here. Let's yeah. keep, we, we, we lingered on oscar and, right yeah all right so gentlemen i'm gonna set a timer oh and we're going to talk about this match, but it's the speed we round. Only we only have as long as this match lasted. <laughs> oh, I know so, which one we're going into. Oh boy! My Tina's Tina's favorite match of the we're night. We're going to go to uh, Rhea Ripley defeated Natalia and go. So this was awesome. She flew over there halfway across the world. And got stacked up in in a, in less than two minutes. Rob, go. We don't have much time. Uh, it was her birthday. That really sucks. She got paid well. Um, and just for those of y'all who want people to to Natty to step aside and retire and let somebody else take her place, this is part of what that is. Yeah, okay? that's that's part of the job this, you this inherit. Is part of what that is. Who, so who do you want to do that job? Exactly. Because someone's exactly. gonna do it. Right. So who do gotta, you want? So if Natty's not doing it anymore. Who do you, you want? You gotta pick one of your faves now. Who's flying over there on the? Who's flying halfway across the world on their birthday to get stacked up in a minute? Who do you want to do that? Nobody. Yeah. All I'm going to say is Tina whistled that match. Tina came out to get a drink. She came out of the bedroom as the match started. She got a drink. The match was over. She's like, "It's already over. What the hell was that? She didn't get any moves in at all." I'm like, "No, she sure did not." You know what? Natalia looked at her bank account about 30 minutes later. Said, "Yep, I'm good." Yeah, so and I'm sure it was champagne on the plane all the way home. So and the match ended. So there you go. We got it in. We got it uh, in. We are capable. Here. We are. 
And in one of my my favorite match, well, one of my favorite matches of the night, Brock Lesnar took Cody Rhodes to Suplex City uh, and defeated him in less than 10 minutes. And it was beautiful and glorious. And my God, there is no one who loves to ham it up more than Cody the American by God nightmare goddamn roads. There, that guy is the drama king. Um, but the match was incredible, and I can't wait for the inevitable third. Um, okay. So Rob, uh, he, he, yeah, he did a little too much here, man. I mean, no, no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, he did. Come on, man, he did. No, I mean, it was bro, it was Captain it America. Was hammy and it was no, 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 he was doing too much here, he man. Had the shield, uh, he was like, he had the right, the, so the, the, the wrist the guard with the shield. He got, no, he got the titanium cast. <laughs> His arm is broken, and he's hitting him with the broken arm. And he's doing yeah, stuff with the broken arm. Okay. That's how broken arms work, right? <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, this is not like, okay, when you know Lex Luger, he had the metal plate in his arm for real, so they, after that happened, and he came back, they said he, you know, they called it a bionic forearm, right? But he, that was after he had healed and come back and all everything. Right. Okay. That's when he has fully formed bones and okay. a metal and, plate. No, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you, no, you, you can't come out there with a kayfabe cat injury and and you got a cast on you hitting people with a broken arm. And then he kicked but it was out of the titanium yeah, cast. Rob, it was a titanium cast. Lighten up. And? DJ, what'd you have and? on this match? Oh, they just cut Rob off at the knees. No, no, sir. You are not going to cut me off, okay? I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> okay. He's okay. take you, his time. You went did it now, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, here comes the shoot bear. The okay. shoot bear has wow. the shovel. <laughs> dude. No, this man was doing too ah. much. Okay. He was out. No, okay. I'm sorry. He was hitting the guy with his broken arm. Okay. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he was using his and broken somewhere, arm. Fight high Brock above the clouds, a certain son of a plumber was grinning from ear to ear. Okay. Uh, and Okay. Okay. By um, <laughs> God. If that didn't come out of one of Dusty's fucking notebooks, I'll be shocked. Here's the difference. Okay, D- Dusty had a kayfabe. Dusty had a kayfabe broken leg, and he wore. Oh, and he, here we go. And and he wore Here's like a spe- he was and he did wear like a special boot. And you know what happened? First of all, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't doing you know leg drops off the top rope with the broken leg. Okay, uh, and, and I mean, I'm sorry, this was too much. He was hitting him with the broken arm, and he was kicking out of F5s. And this, no, this was this was this was too damn much, and it should it, no, it just shouldn't have happened. Okay, he should have just gotten his ass kicked and maybe got a few shots in, and then I mean, this no, this this was this was doing too much. It it shouldn't no, he, this was no, this was this was laying it on too thick here. I'm sorry, this was no. I mean, I I just because I watched, it, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. There is blood on the golden and, shovel tonight. And, the shoot and, and you know, bear is coming out hot. And and and, and you know what? And, and see and see, I wasn't see, I wasn't gonna do all this, right? You know, I wasn't. <laughs> Jason, this is your fault. But but okay. And now you know what? And you know what happened when I was watching this? You know what? See, I wasn't gonna say this, but now I am because you got me riled up. Okay. You know the, the three magic words came to mind. Oh no! Here it comes. 
here, okay, I'm watching it and I'm seeing all this. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking, you know what? This is shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was, uh, well ex- it was well executed as shit, it, but it was shit it nonetheless. Was, it wasn't that bad. You need to lighten up, man. No, Come no, on. No, no, Have it, a little fun okay. with it. It was, it, was, it was, no, Rob, I, look, 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 look. I understand. If it was a normal, like, plaster cast, I completely would understand what you're talking about. But it, they very clearly said on commentary that it was a titanium cast. Well, he shouldn't have so, allowed to wear it in the ring. Well, I, I'm just saying he, your your whole thought about him breaking his own arm, like uh, no, he, okay. it's a titanium I'm, cast, so that doesn't work. I mean, okay, Iron Mike yeah. Sharp had had an arm injury for 25 years, Rob. Yeah, and, okay, and 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 no, no, this is this is this is this. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. It was too much. Sorry. Right. No, this 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 was too much. It was too damn much. Okay. Since, right. since Rob Rob took over the entire length of the segment, I'm just gonna say Cody Rhodes has all the heart in the world. Cody Rhodes fought to the bitter end. Brock Lesnar got the better of him. Fucking awesome match. I'm ready for round three. Yeah. Uh, man, that's the big gotta be the best part. Because my God, if this was if this was round two. I don't, if this by round, round three, two. Cody's in a wheelchair, and he just spends seven minutes running over Brock with the wheelchair. I, That'd be great. I, I just hope Cody brings a fucking bazooka. You know what? <laughs> At that point. Bring it, Bob! How the ref let him in the ring with the bazooka? Uh, I don't know. I don't care, Rob. He has a goddamn bazooka, and it's amazing. <laughs> And you know what? That that would be better than what he did. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Rob, Rob's foreign objects have to be believable here. And a bazooka no, is no, much just, more believable. Just, I mean, I just, I just, you know. All right, what's next? God, that was amazing. We had the main event where the cowardly and traitorous an evil Sami Zayn, along with his dumpy, no good for nothing tag team partner Kevin Owens, who happened to hold the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, uh, were they were able to issue a defeat to Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. So uh, I think everything's fine in Blood Bloodlineville. Uh, so that's been a great show, and. Um, we we're all gonna have everybody have a great night. Uh, if you you fight about wrestling and what's the tagline? Hold up, uh, hold up. I feel like you glossed over a very very important detail from Saturday night, sir. Oh no, no, everything's fine. Look, there man, is- I can't. I had to deal with the Celtics and this in one week. Jason's traumatized. We need to have a therapy yeah. session. Oh, well, well, I'm emotionally he, exhausted right now. <laughs> okay. right, well, while, he's, while, he, while he's getting himself together, all right. I will. Okay, I will going back to the cultural thing. It it was really fucking awesome when Sammy grabbed the mic and he, he introduced himself and Kevin in in Arabic and the whole oh, crowd God, went yeah. crazy. That was that was awesome. Yeah. That I, was yeah. the whole between show between he and Mustafa Ali. I am not religious. Like it's just not my thing. But seeing them over there celebrating their culture and their religion, it it hit me spiritually in a way. Like I said, I'm not religious. I don't I don't practice any particular faith. But when I see other people, because I have a very complicated uh, relationship with faith, 
you know, I think it's when it's done right, um, it's a very wonderful thing for certain people. When it's done wrong, it goes very, very wrong. And people interpret it the wrong way. I, I feel like these guys are really interpreting their faith in all the right ways, in all the most wholesome ways. And to see them get to celebrate that and celebrate that culture on that journey over that weekend was just amazing to watch. And I'm, I'm, my heart is full for those gentlemen to get to experience that. Yeah. My, my, I mean, I joke, but the Sammy's entrance was honestly worth the price of admission for uh, the whole show. Yes. And once again, I would like to, you know, in and a boo boo, stick your head in doo doo. Cause anyone who shit talked to these shows and all this stuff and, you know, WWE's evil and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I get it. There's a lot of icky that goes with it, but how can you not look at this and think about some of the good? Right. So, and that's what I choose to see here. And in this case, exactly. I mean, in, in Sammy's case, you know, um, you know, Syria and Saudi Arabia's, they started talking again. Yeah. And, and, and so he, he gets the go, benefit. Go ahead, from, I'm sorry. So he, he got the benefit from that because he works for, he works for the wrestling company. Okay. Yeah. And that's, you know, if he was Sami Zayn, the bus driver, or even Sami Zayn, some corporate executive somewhere, he wouldn't have gotten to make that trip right as those relations are getting started up again and get to make that pilgrimage in, in the middle of that, okay? Yeah. He got to do that mm-hmm. because he worked for the wrestling company that happened to be going over there right when this thing started going on. Yeah. Um. And yes, and obviously, look, and and no, the WWE did not make this deal with Saudi Arabia, so that could happen. But no. but in the midst of yes, money being made and this, that, and the other, you know, take things like that as a positive. Um, and that we, a lot of us, found out that they were the two countries were even talking because of this show, because yeah. Sammy was doing this show because previously he could not do these shows. <laughs> And well, so when he got announced for this show, you know, we were all like, well, what the hell is this? Well, and then we find out what happened. And yeah, you know, and that else. speaks to a misconception that I had that, you know, I, and I misquote on, I misquoted on last week's episode. I was always under the impression that Sami Zayn had a, uh, a conflict of interest with going over there. I did not realize it because he's Syrian. I knew he was Syrian, but I, I'm not real savvy and knowledgeable on the world politics stage like i'm pretty dialed in here in the states um but when it comes to because i don't have regular news and i don't pay attention to a whole lot of like news sites on facebook and on social media and things like that so i know there are things going on in the world i'm not always real knowledgeable on those i didn't i misunderstood the dynamic between Sami Zayn and and going over to the saudi shows i always thought it was his um if he was against going over there so i was just i'm learning through this because I watch, as Rob said, the wrestling show, you know, and, and now I'm more knowledgeable seven days later than I was, you know, on last week's episode. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's been a really cool. I just honestly, guys, let's look at the positive here with a lot of icky that goes on. Um, so, but anyway, uh, so yeah, let's not gloss over the biggest, portion of the now let's rip the bandaid off here buddy so uh jimmy uso turned his back on his bloodline his family his elders his brother 
uh, and uh, decided to super kick the tribal chief and then super kick him again and then take his very confused other brother and they left. So now we're left with a lot of questions and no answers as to what's going to happen on Friday at the thousand day celebration of our tribal chief. So, yeah, uh, this is going to go a lot of different ways and it, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Uh, uh, Jimmy, you might not want to show up there, buddy. No, Jimmy Uso's got him. I know one thing is for certain. Jimmy Uso is going to shake hands with Jesus before the end of the year. Well, look, look, it's going to be like one of those scenes in Empire Strikes Back where the guy goes to apologize to Lord Vader. Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's cla- croaked. Yeah. I yeah. absolutely loved the storytelling on display at the end of that match. Uh, because the Usos were just trying one last time. And, you know, a lot of people online were complaining that how come it wasn't Jay? Because Jay's got the history with Roman. That's the point of the whole story, you idiots. Have you not been paying attention? Jay went through the trauma. Jay went through the trauma of having to deal with an enraged tribal chief. He suffered that beatdown. He doesn't want his brother to go through that. And he damn sure doesn't want to go through it again. Right. Jimmy tried to come in and rescue Jay. Jimmy hasn't suffered the wrath because as soon as Jay got in line, he got in line because Jimmy fell right in line. And now Jimmy's tired of being in line. He's tired of getting shoved around, tired of getting kicked around. And, you know, he's finally snapped. And he went full savage on Roman Reigns. And now Jay's confused because Jay's like, brother, you don't know what he's like. And that's the story. And, and so many people just do not understand what they're watching here. Exactly. And um yeah, like I said, like Jay is Jay is you know, he's shell shocked basically. Um He's got PTSD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, whereas and you know, Jimmy has always kind of been underneath it all, Jimmy's always been kinda of like, Yeah, hey, fuck this guy. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, like I mean I'll deal with it for the sake of, you know, keeping the whole thing together. But um right. you know, but he's been he's been basically taken back to that place now where where he's like you know what fuck that guy you know and um and so that's why it makes sense for it to be Jimmy uh, because like I said J- Jimmy doesn't have any he doesn't have any inhibition from doing it Jay does um and Solo's not gonna do shit because Solo's ordered he, again remembering the kayfabe. Solo yeah. was not summoned by anyone by anyone in the bloodline. Solo was sent by the elders of the Anoahi family. So Solo is going to do nothing except guard Roman Reigns with his life. Yeah, and then now I guess the now the and now we're going to see just you know how these things on how this thing unfolds, who ends up on what side, you know where where do Sammy and Kevin fit in all of this? Um, Hopefully, oh god, Sammy and Kevin Exit are moving on. Left. Oh yeah, yeah I hope we're, we're done left there. Or, or yeah, get. I hope because yeah, um, you know, I've said before about how that just kind of, you know, during the whole month of April, it was just it, it was like a hangover. Um, the only know, thing I, is, the part of the a crucial part of that story is Sami Zayn's quest to save Jey Uso. So there, there's still something there if they decide to go that route, but I think we can walk away from it for a little while. You can kind of put that relationship on the back burner while Jay figures out his family stuff. 
Sammy can go do stuff over here with Kevin. And then maybe at SummerSlam, maybe somewhere down the line, those paths diverge again or converge again. And, you know, we get a continuation of that because that's something WWE does not deliver on a whole lot. Um, I, I think back to uh, the uh, Alexa Bliss Fiend storyline where Braun, Braun Strowman was very much a part of that. And he and, you know, Alexa were friends and he watched Alexa's descent into madness and getting seduced to the dark side. And I always wanted Braun to save Alexa. And we never got that. Um, so I, I want to see that story come to some type of conclusion as a fan, as a fan of that story and somebody who's very invested in that. Yeah. I just, yeah. just that I just need them to just, like you said, go do something else for a few weeks. Uh, yeah. Sammy and Kevin. No, no it looks like we might get it. I mean, oh. and, and also we could just have a total, we could just have a total split. Um, I mean, we could go back to Roman, you know, whatever happens in the short term, whether they fight or whether they say, fuck you, fuck you, I'm out of here. Um, and then they get drafted to different shows. But I could totally see a situation where they put a pin in this a little bit. Because um, I'm frankly surprised. I don't know. I guess you could get it all the way to SummerSlam. But in any case, because I wanted to mention Rikishi got himself involved, at least online. Well, That's... he's been he's been trying to for like a year now. No, yeah, Rikishi's been trying oh. to get himself uh Get a paycheck. Oh, is he? Oh, he's. Oh, he, oh okay. Yeah, he, never mind. Yeah, he's, he's been, been tweeting about this I, for like a year now. He's been look. He. Oh. He's, he's trying to get himself another he's, paycheck, man. Is he playing along? <laughs> Rikishi, so is he Rikishi's playing always along? a worker, brother. He, so he, nah. it's playing along in hopes of a paycheck. That's actually incredible. Yes. Um, yes yeah. He's but, absolutely. Because I only here, saw the tweets from last. I didn't know that was. Oh, nah, nah, oh, big yeah, big nah. Keish has been after this for a while. So because I thought because that every six months. About every three to six months, you realize Rikishi has another son. Okay. He so takes a picture with another that. kid. <laughs> like, how many sons right. did Rikishi produce? Like, Rikishi's been doing God, two things yeah. for like the last year. He, show, he shows a picture of another one of his kids, and he's been trying to angle his way into the storyline. Okay. Yeah. He's been, that's what he's been doing for the last year. I didn't okay. know that. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel bad even mentioning it now. But, well, no, uh, no, it's, no, it's no, great. It's it's great carny nonsense. But. Oh, well, he worked for me, man. Hey, it worked, brother. It's, yeah, it worked. Funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is. It's great. I mean, if I had a little more context, I probably would have sniffed it out. But, hey, credit where it's due, he worked me. Maybe yep. I thought Rikishi was going to show up on Friday and lay down the law. Oh, well, Rikishi's he's hoping he shows up he's on hoping, Friday. He's hoping, yeah. he's, he's hoping they'll call him. Just show up. Hey, you know what? Again, if I I keep saying, you know, maybe they're gonna tease this and maybe they're gonna pull it back at the last last second. Not a terrible way to do it. If getting either Rikishi or Afansika, which by the way, don't you play that angle? Hey, assholes, your tribal chief dedicated this match to me and your uncle, and then you guys ruined it. So, I don't know. You could go a million different directions with these guys. Uh, I don't know. If we go full Civil War, let's do it. And let's just have Solo and Roman fight the Usos for a month. Uh, I'm look, down man, with that. A Samoan Civil War would be amazing TV. Yes. Yeah. And because, again, you know, Solo might have, have given signs and kayfabe recently that he's conflicted. But I don't think so, man. Because, again, he was sent there by the elders and... Oh, by the way, when Jimmy was like, 
dragging his brother away from Jay. Oh, we got to get you out of here, man. Oh, we uh, dragging his brother Jay away from Roman. We, oh, we got to get you out of here, man. Come on, come on. He's no good. We got to get out of here. It's over. It's over. It's over. Hey, uh, what about the little brother that you just fucking super kicked and left with the sociopath? Hello? Uh, we've all Jimmy? got that one sibling in the family that we leave. You know, we hang him out to dry. You know, it's, I mean, it's... it's always the youngest. <clears throat> Poor guy. Yeah. So I think Solo's going to take that personally. Um, or they could go that way. But, yeah, Bloodline Civil War. Let's do it. Yeah. So all okay. in all, Saturday night, I thought it was a great show. WWE just continues its trend of good to great premium live events for what I'm counting going on two years now. I'm looking at the entirety of 2022. I'm looking at everything we've done so far in 2023, and I'm looking at the tail end of 2021. Good shit, uh, pals. And uh, I think yeah. it's, it's good going to shorter cards. Yes. has been a good decision, yeah. I think, because, look, I mean, all seven matches on every show were not great, but, you know, it's okay having a, having a not great match on a seven-match show is fine. Yeah. Right? When you have four not great matches on a 12 match show, then it's that's, that's a problem. The edge. That's a drag, brother. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's that's the edge. And, yeah, and that's yeah. the difference. Um, the pacing of the shows has been good. The pacing of the matches. Yeah. Solid, yeah. solid weekend for WWE. Yeah. So just, yeah, yep. like I said, you know, one match, one or even two matches where you're just like, eh, that wasn't great. If they're only seven, it's fine. Speaking of, I know we aren't going to talk the whole show because I don't even know what happened. Um, I don't even know who won that Pillars match or anything. But I do know that Chris Statlander came back from injury and she won the TBS Women's Championship, the AEW TBS Championship, the Women's Secondary card title from Jade Cargill, who's held it for like a billion years. Yeah. So that was cool. And I love uh, Chris Statlander. So good for her. All right, AEW marks. That's all you get. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Okay, I'll say one more thing. It was it was Uh-oh. really cool seeing Jade come to the ring with the AKAs doing the whole stroll thing. Uh, yeah. You know, cool. which you white people may not know what that is. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm white people. Okay. Oh. I, I knew it was. I knew it was cultural, not regional, and I appreciated <laughs> the. I appreciated the. Uh, it looked cool. In, in my defense, I didn't see it. This is, no, this is sorry. This is why this is why I, where I get to make fun of you guys. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I knew enough to know know it was cultural, not regional, though. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That that you know, look, look. This has been that. This is that was one of those. Some people in the audience have no idea what they're watching. Moments. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Do we want to talk about that last thing, or do we want to wrap it up here? Um. Oh, we're, oh so we're done with we're done with the pay per views, right? Yeah, yeah. Premium live events are done. Okay. Um. Well. Okay. So we got. Okay. So we have the other things we want to do. Um. Well, we wanted to talk the Miz. We talked about that. I think that was the last big thing. But we're running. We're running oh, well, at an hour thirty now. Okay. Well, just uh, really, really, it, it just a a a, a ha ha to um. Zero news who lived up to their name this morning. Yes, because <laughs> they because they have zero news. Um, <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. 
Yes, Alexa Bliss is going to be coming back soon, and not even one hour later. Alexa, <laughs> Alexa Bliss is pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> not even an hour later. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. It's just, guys, stop feeding these people. Stop giving them money. It's unreal, man. And then it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. My source My didn't source. know she was pregnant. <laughs> Wait. Good old plans change, pal. <laughs> plans changed. <laughs> Alexa decided in 60 minutes that she was going to get pregnant and not come right. back to work. Right. In an hour. That's all it took. Oh, my God. And seriously, if you're spending money at that. I'm going to you... keep taking this test till it comes back positive. <laughs> if you guys are throwing money at that, please raise your hand. And then slap yourself directly in the face because... I mean, n- never was a name more fitting than Zero <laughs> I, At this point, I got to wonder if that's actually just a rib on himself. Like, he's just, like, out there throwing a gimmick out there, and that's exactly... Like, uh, that, part of me feels like that's intentional, but I don't know. It's, it's uh, what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, all right, let's go fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. All right, let's call the go home on that. It's been a fun show tonight, guys. Oh, we've got about wanna... the Miz. We've got, we've got about the Miz. Oh, all right. Oh, we'll talk about the Miz. Miz. Okay. Yeah, we'll all do right, that. You know, that. we've got a few minutes to burn here. We can go a little long. Yeah. We don't always do that these days. Uh, somebody posted some great video. But who was he wrestling? Uh, Ricochet. Yeah, he's wrestling yeah. Ricochet had an awesome match, and suddenly, you know, it, as people pointed out, uh, Miz is going into his John Cena U.S. Championship uh, period of life, and suddenly he's an indie wrestler. But those of us who know have always known the Miz can go. And a lot of people are out here surprised that the Miz is out here having, you know, badass matches. Of course, there's some people, oh, well, you had one with Ricochet. That's why. I'm like, stop. All right, stop. You guys have got, got, got to give the Miz his flowers. The guy is awesome. Like, it's not just a catchphrase. He really is that good. Yeah, dude. And it... It lends itself to a larger discussion of, you know, just because you got it in the bag doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you need you to pull it out every it. single time. So and it makes it, hey, so how, all, I mean, when that match was going, I was like really enjoying myself and having a great time. And it it's because I'm like, yes, I'm finally getting to see Mike, you know, go crazy. That because we know he can. But if he does it every single week, it's just like, okay, Ricochet doing the 540. It's still cool. Don't get me wrong. It's still awesome. But it loses a little something. Yeah, and then I mean, we we talk about how a lot of these these the TV matches in particular, how most of them are fine, and but they all kind of run together after a while. Yeah, right. So the way you make them not run together is that you don't do the same thing every time. And so he, you know, he did something different. <clears throat> Again, if he if he was doing this every week, then, you know, nobody would care. Well, this is why we're talking about it, because he doesn't do it every week. Right. This is yeah. why we don't talk about some of the people on the other shows, because they do the same goddamn thing every time they get in the ring. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just, <clears throat> again, you know, we got five hours of TV here. Um, again, mo- most most of the matches are fine. Uh, you know, occasionally you have something that's really bad. Occasionally you have something that's really good. Most of them are fine, but utterly forgettable. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so, I mean, the only way you can kind of break that mold is to have somebody who doesn't do the same thing every time. And so, you know, he did that. He, you know, by not doing that or not trying that every week, then by pulling it out here, and this was a special occasion because it was a money in the bank qualifying match. So it's, it's supposed to, it's a more important match. It's supposed to be more important. So you, you try harder to win. You do, you know, you get, you get more desperate or whatever to, to do things to try to win the match because it is an important match. And yeah, it means, you elevate yourself. You elevate your game. Yeah, and for The Miz, of course, in his history, he's had the briefcase twice. So getting it again would mean a whole lot to him. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, and it's a it's a different thing, but it's, it's the difference between the regular season and the playoffs. It's like, okay, this isn't just a regular match on Monday Night Raw for nothing. This is, you know, this will take me somewhere. So, yeah, obviously everybody – you know, shifts it into another gear. Yeah. And, um, you know, somebody made a 20 year career out of doing that name, uh, Randall Keith Orton. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Knowing exactly what gear to stay in at all times. Yes. The, uh, one of the lessons I learned during my time in the business was the smartest worker in the room is the one who gets paid the most for the least bumps. And this is why the Miz is sitting on a net worth of about 20 million and wakes up to Maurice. Sorry, yeah. kids. He is better than your favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. why the, the Mud Show guy is, you know, still chasing out the promoter to get his $100. <laughs> You're right. I mean, all right. On that note, I think we can call the <laughs> go home. I think we're ready now. Are we ready now? Yeah. Are you yeah. ready? Yes. All right. Let's call the go home here. Going to wrap back around the room here. Thank my co-hosts, Jason, sir. Fun night tonight. I had fun. This is a good show. What a great time. Always, oh. always happy to do this. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are like my, my break in the week and it's been a, it's been a rough week already. Uh, thankfully I've got one more day. I've got another three day weekend ahead of me. I'm looking forward to that, but you guys break up my week in the best possible way. From the Rob the Genius Podcast, Mr. Rob, sir, thank you again for another fun night. Always a pleasure, sir. All right. And as always, I'm DJ. You've been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chair Shot Radio Network. Before we get out of here, I'm going to invite you to go over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. From there, you can pick up your official Mindless Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Got mine. Got it in soft style. Absolutely love it. My skin loves it. The design is a lot of fun. I got to thank my artist friend, Liam, from Ireland for putting together the design. Thank my co-host for their input on it. I threw a couple of different ideas at them. They said, no, 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 yes. You know, and we unanimously agreed on this design. I think you'll like it. It screams wrestling. It screams WWE drone. It's everything that the (laughs) e-drones love about their merch, about WWE, Go check it out. The Mindless Wrestling Podcast official t-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Remember, you can call it Pro Wrestling. You can call it Sports Entertainment. You can call it whatever you want. But call it in the ring, and we're out of here until next week.